Alright, alright, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts. We're here with the facts. Like always, of course, hope you guys are enjoying your Friday afternoon. It's a cold Friday afternoon where I am at right now. Hopefully you guys are staying warm right now. It's a cold one today. It really is. But this is my NFL 2021 NFC and AFC games predictions. The visual game predictions right here. It's going to be an interesting weekend. It really is. We've got two games tomorrow. we got two games on Sunday. And then, of course, we know the next Sunday we got the championship games. And then two weeks later after that, we got the Super Bowl. So it's a lot to look forward to coming up right here, you know. And also got my Rampage review coming out probably like early afternoon, I would say, tomorrow. So looking forward to doing that. But let's not waste any time. Let's get right into the predictions. I did go 3-3 three and three in my wild card predictions, like I mentioned in my Dynamite review yesterday. So we'll see how I do with this week right now. All right. Let's jump right into it. So the first game right here. It's tomorrow at 4.30. We got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans. So this game right here, I really like. I actually like the most, to be honest. I kind of like this game the most, you know, for... Kind of like for obvious reasons, because, you know, I really want the Bengals, you know, to go all the way. That's the team in the AFC I want to go all the way. You know... Bengals coming off beating the Raiders in the wild card game, 26-19. Not a bad game. I watched most of it. Not a bad game. Of course, I watched the ending, too, where Carr threw a pick, where Carr threw a pick in the uh, the red zone. I, I felt bad for the Raiders, though. I thought they were going to tie it. I really thought they were going to tie it. But the Raiders came close. I know it was a controversial call back in the second quarter where Burrow threw it. I think it was like to Boyd. I think he threw it, too, and whistle blew as the ball was in the air before Boyd even caught it or whoever was that caught it you know but and by rule when the referee blows his whistle you know the play is dead so I, I don't know thank god those referees aren't doing the game like what's his name Jerome Booger is that his name one, one of the head referees he's one of the worst just thank god fuck that hit. fuck him fuck that crew thank god we we'll have to see them the rest of the playoffs thank fucking god but I'm happy for the Bengals that they won their first playoff game since 1991. It's about time. It's about damn time. Like, this team has swagger. Like, even if they don't go all the way, the future's bright in Cincinnati. They finally got that playoff win. And now you're going to Tennessee. You're going in to face the number one seed in the AFC in the Tennessee Titans. You know. And to be honest, a lot of people may not like this prediction. They may think I'm like, you know... A little off, you know, the deep end with this one. But, you know, again with the Titans, right? The Titans, they had, you know, a good season. They absolutely did. They were the number one team. The number one team right here in the AFC. Their defense was really good. Their defense struggled starting off the season, but their defense really pulled through the rest of the way. One of the best defenses in the NFL after they struggled their first few games. We you know, they dealt without Derrick Henry. He was out for so long. You know, and Tannehill... It's, I would say Ryan Tannehill had one of his worst seasons, in my opinion, because he just was very average at best. Like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was above average, but Tannehill was not that good this year for the Titans. He just wasn't. He just wasn't. And, you know, everybody's expecting Derrick Henry to come back, you know, and, and he, has, he has come back tomorrow. They're expecting him to go off completely. I don't know if he's going to because he hasn't played in a while. It's not like he came back against Houston where he's able to shake off some of the rust. I think he's going to be rusty in this game. And I like Derrick Henry. There's nothing against Derrick Henry. I hope Derrick Henry does have a good game. Absolutely. He's one of my favorite running backs in the league. I like Derrick Henry. 
I really do. The guy's a beast. You know, but I think he might be a little bit rusty tomorrow. And the Bengals, they got to attack him right away. You got to make Tannehill throw the ball. If you make Tannehill throw the ball, if you're able to contain Derrick Henry and you make Tannehill throw, they'll win. They absolutely will win. And for the Bengals right here, they are facing a way better defense than the Titans. Like the Raiders defense is able to hold the Bengals to 26, which, you know, isn't bad in the Raiders defense, defense part. It's really not that bad. But now you're facing a really good defense in the Titans, a defense that struggled early on in the year, but they pulled through towards the end, like middle towards the end of the year. They were one of the best defenses in the NFL. You know, it's a much better defense you're facing. You know, but like I'm saying, if the Bengals can contain Derrick Henry early, they'll win this game. They absolutely will. Because if you're going to make Tannehill throw the ball, I could see Tannehill making a lot of mistakes. And the Bengals' defense is no joke. The Bengals' defense isn't that, is really not that bad. You know, we'll see how Burrow does tomorrow. But like I said, this team has a lot of swagger. And they have a bright, bright future. You know what I mean? Like, if, like if the Bengals do lose tomorrow, in my opinion, there's nothing to be ashamed about. These guys have a bright future. They will be Super Bowl contenders within the next couple of years. If they don't go to the Super Bowl this year, in the next couple of years, they will. They absolutely will. They'll become one of the best teams in the AFC. Everybody was questioning Zach Taylor as a head coach in his second year. Got him to the playoffs. Joe Burrow, you know, I didn't know how he was going to play going into the season after he tore his ACL last year in Washington. He was great. You know, Joe Mixon's been great. T. Higgins, and you got Boyd, Jamar Chase. You know, this team is stacked right here. The Bengals' O-line's still kind of, you know, eh, in a way. The O-line's kind of eh, just in my opinion. You know, they're going to have to definitely, I would say they probably should draft a lineman, an O-lineman in uh, this year's draft coming up. I mean, so my Cowboys need to do the same thing, too. So, we share that in common. Um, no, but I'm looking forward to this game right here. Definitely looking forward to this game. We already know the Titans win. They easily, they automatically get home advantage against the, uh, the Bills or the Chiefs. We already know that for a fact. If Cincinnati wins this game... Like, Cincinnati's going somewhere no matter what. They're either going back home or they're going to Buffalo or Kansas City. You know what I mean? So, there's three choices right there. The going back home choice is not playing at home. It's going back home till next football season. But I really hope the Bengals do win this game. I, I want to see them get to the championship game. I really do. I think they deserve it. You know, their fans have went through so much, you know, in the Marvin Lewis era. And Marvin Lewis really wasn't that bad of a head coach. But when it came to that big game right there in the playoffs, in the wild card game, they always lost. I think it was like 0-6 or 0-7. But they finally won a playoff game. It's about damn time. It's about time. I'm happy for them. Their fans were going nuts right there. You'll love to see it. You'll love to see it. But I think the future is bright in Cincinnati no matter what happens tomorrow. They lose. Listen, they'll be in the Super Bowl in a couple years. They win. Well, they might, they might go to the Super Bowl this year then. You know. Because I, I do think the Bengals are very capable of beating the Bills and the Chiefs. They have proven that against the Chiefs. They proved that against them a few weeks ago. So I think they're very... If, they are, if they're able... To beat the Titans, I think they could beat the Bills or the Chiefs. I think they could. I absolutely think they could. You know? And like I'm saying with Derrick Henry, I don't think he's going to have a monster game in my opinion. I think he'll... He might get a touchdown. I'll definitely give him the benefit of the doubt. He'll get a touchdown, but he won't have like a monster game. Like he'll show flashes of monster Henry, but I think the Bengals might be able to contain him. And like I said, if if they are able to contain him especially early, and you make Tannehill throw that ball, 
It might be a long day for the Titans offense. That's all I'm going to say. Or a long day for their defense right there. You might see a lot of three and outs coming up. I'm just saying because Tannehill's not been good this year. Or maybe Tannehill surprised people. But you look at Tannehill's track record with the Titans in the playoffs. Even when they beat New England and Baltimore back in January 2020, he didn't play that good. You look at his stat line, he did not play that good. Against the Chiefs, he didn't play. Eh, he was all right. You know, they lost that game. We already know that. And he lost the Ravens last year, and he didn't play that good. So Tannehill's kind of proven to me that he's not a good playoff quarterback. But maybe things change. Maybe things change, but I don't think it's going to. So at the end of the game right here, I'm going to Cincinnati Bengals to beat the Tennessee Titans, and they will move on to the AFC Championship to either play the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see what happens tomorrow, but I stand by it. So now we get to the second and last game tomorrow. On the NFC side, we got the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. So San Francisco 49ers, we already know they're coming off beating my Dallas Cowboys. In the wild card game, I scored 23 to 17. You know, we already talked about that back on Monday. You know, talking about my Dallas Cowboys season being over. You know, I give a lot of credit to the 49ers though. Like I said, I wasn't going to be bitter towards them. You know, they kicked our ass in the first half to the third quarter. The fourth quarter, we just got hot a little too late. It was too little too late for us. You know, and it's a lot of history right here between the 49ers and the Packers, too, in the playoffs. There's a lot of history. And it's the second time we're going to see Jimmy G and Aaron Rodgers go at it. They went at it back in January of 2020 where the 49ers kicked the Packers' ass. Like, oh, my gosh. And we know Rodgers has struggled against the 49ers in the playoffs. I don't believe he's ever beaten them in the playoffs. Because they lost back in January of 2013. Then it was January 2014. And then it was in uh, January of 2020. So it seems like any time the 49ers and the Packers meet in the playoffs, and the 49ers always get, you know, the better, the better end right there. And the Packers did beat the 49ers early on this year, back in September. So you already know the 49ers want revenge. You know, and this game will be in Lambeau right here, so it could be Aaron Rodgers' last game at Lambeau as a Packer. Because in my honest opinion, if Green Bay loses, whether it's to the 49ers or to the Rams or the Bucks, if they get to the championship game, if they get to the Super Bowl and lose to whoever, I think Rodgers is done with them. I think Rodgers is done in Green Bay. I, that's just what I think right there. I and mean, we already know Rodgers is going to win MVP. He absolutely deserves it. He absolutely deserves MVP. Like, in week one, after week one, after they got destroyed by the Saints, I thought Rodgers just didn't care. Because it seemed like he did. You know, his whole body language seemed like he just didn't give a shit. But then he wound, he wound up going off, so, come on. He deserves MVP. Like, Rodgers is probably not the most likable guy in the NFL. You know, and that's That's fair. That's absolutely fair. But he just, he keeps it real. He tells it like it is. He keeps it real, which I respect. Even though Rodgers is a cowboy killer. Listen, I got to give the guy, you know, his respect. You know what I mean? Like, he keeps it real. We need more people like that in the world that just keep it real with you. Nobody that's going to bullshit you. You know, you need that in this world. We definitely do. Can't have a guy that just, you know, you know, uh, tiptoes around shit and fucking gives, you know, you know, fucking tells you what you want to hear. Like, no. Sometimes you're going to want to hear things you don't want to hear at all. It's just how it is. Um, but yeah, it just, it just seems like any time 
Green Bay meets San Francisco in the playoffs, San Francisco always gets the better end of them. They always do. It always seems that way. You know, and uh, going to this game right here, you know, it's kind of hard to trust Jimmy G. It really is. I mean, he is a game manager. And there are some games where Jimmy G could look very flashy and he could look like a top 10 quarterback in this league. But, you know, even in the playoffs, you know, even though he's been to a Super Bowl, here in the playoff games, despite him being, was he, 3-1 now in the playoffs? He just hasn't looked as good in the playoffs. Like when he played against Minnesota and Green Bay back in January of 2020, he didn't really play that good. They were mostly running the ball. And the Super Bowl, eh, if he doesn't overthrow, oh, was it Sanders at the end right there? Well, yeah, the 49ers win. But they should have blown that lead anyway. They should have won that game. That's all I'm going to say. They should have beaten the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You know, and Jimmy G didn't play that good against the Cowboys last, um, back on Sunday. He really didn't when you think of it. And he almost cost the 49ers the game right there when he threw the pick to Anthony Brown and the Cowboys scored a touchdown after that. You know, but luckily on the 49ers side, they held on. Or else that would have felt, that would have fallen right on Jimmy G right there. If the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys would have completed the comeback and won that game, oh, Jimmy G would be getting an earful. And I'm sure he was getting an earful, you know, from some people down there, you know, after that game. Because that was, yeah, that was a pretty bad throw right there to Brown. That was pretty, you know, bad right there. It was a pretty bad throw, and Brown picking it off. and eh, But it didn't cost him the game. If, you know, I'm just saying, if the Cowboys would have completed the comeback, he definitely would have heard of it. He definitely would have heard it from a lot of people. Absolutely. You know, and still, no matter what happens with the 49ers, even if they go all the way, I still think this is Jimmy G's last year with the 49ers. So you know the future is for Trey Lance. It's all about Trey Lance for the future. So, I just think Jimmy G's career as a 49er is going to be done no matter what, whether it ends this week or against the Bucks or the Rams, or if they go to the Super Bowl, whatever the fuck. I think Jimmy G is done no matter what with the 49ers. That's just my honest opinion. But... I'm interested in this game because, like I said, it's 49ers, Packers. They always put on good games, especially in the playoffs. It's always entertaining, you know. But like I said, the 49ers, they've always had the Packers' number. They've always had their number. So, believe me, this is a hard one to pick, though. Because, I mean, because the Packers are healthy. The Packers are getting healthy right now, and Nick Bosa's coming back to the 49ers. He cleared concussion protocol, so I don't know. Rodgers could have a long day. I don't know. He could have a long day. I'm not too sure. You know, it is a hard one to pick, though. I know everybody's thinking, you know, it could be Packers and Bucks again in the championship game. It would be at Lambeau again. You know, the Packers could have a huge chance to get getting redemption for what happened last year. But I don't think they're going to get that shot because I like the San Francisco 49ers in this game, and I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick the 49ers in this game over the Packers. I know it seems kind of like, but you look at the track record. You look at the 49ers and the Packers in the playoffs. The 49ers always seem to get the upper hand, especially back in 2020, and it's Jimmy G versus Rodgers again. You know, it just seems like the 49ers just always seem to own Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You know, like I said, the Packers did get to beat the 49ers back in September. That was a big win for them right there. That was like a statement win for the Packers. It really was after, you know, beating up on Detroit. Eh. 
you beat on a good team like the 49ers, well, they didn't beat on, they, you know, came back to beat them. That was a statement win. And that was a big win for them. So, I don't know. I just like the 49ers in this game right here. I really do. The 49ers are a deep team. Like I said, I, I questioned Kyle Shanahan when they were 3-5, and five, and a lot of people did the same thing, and they proved a lot of people wrong, the 49ers. They're a deep team from offense to defense. We know their secondary still isn't good, though. So that's going to be the key right there for Rodgers and the Packers. They're going to have to really torch that secondary because the 49ers secondary is still not good. Their front line now getting Nick Bosa back. We'll see if Fred Warner plays in this game. Most likely he will. That front line will definitely give him problems, but Rodgers got to get rid of that ball quickly. And he's going to need some really good protections. Like I said, that 49ers secondary is not that good. It's really not. Rodgers is going to have to do what the Cowboys didn't do, and that's take shots down the field. The only shot the Cowboys really took down the field was when Amari Cooper scored a touchdown um, like with five minutes left in the second quarter. Rodgers is going to take, take a lot of shots down the field. Because like I said, that 49ers defense, like that secondary, the 49ers secondary, not good. They're not good at all. So you got to torch them. you got to torch them. That pressure is going to be coming, though. That pressure's going to be coming, so he better, Rodgers better hope he's getting that protection. He better hope. So, so we'll definitely see what happens, though. We'll definitely see what happens. But I think Debo Samuel, who's a fantastic football player, definitely one of my favorites in this league. Even though, you know, fuck him for what he did to the Cowboys last week, scoring the touchdown for the 49ers got the pick right there, but no, nah, okay, not fuck him. I, I don't, I don't mean that. I, li- I like Debo. Um, I think Debo's gonna have a big game, and you have to fully expect the 49ers are gonna run the ball like crazy. They're not gonna be passing. Jimmy G's not gonna be throwing that ball as much. He just won't be. Cause like I said, Jimmy G is very inconsistent. Like I said, he has his games where he looks like a top ten quarterback, but then he has his games where he looks horrible, where he looks very, very average. So I expect the 49ers to run the ball a whole lot and probably do some trick plays as well. You might see Debo Samuel throwing a ball to Brandon Ayuk. Who knows? But I think that's going to be the key for the 49ers. If they can run the ball down the Packers' throats, I think they'll get them. And if they can get that pressure on Rodgers, I think they'll be fine. You know, But that secondary, that very thin secondary, it's got to step it up, though. It's got to step it up. You know, because Rodgers is going to be taking those shots. Packers are a different team. They're not going to be game managers where they're going to throw slants and try to get, you know, a little bit of yardage. They're going to take their chances down the field. That's what that's the Packers do. It's like what I noticed from the Cowboys game. They really weren't taking much shots, the Cowboys. They just weren't. Even when Prescott was getting some protection, they weren't taking shots. They weren't taking much shots down the field. The Packers will do that. And believe me, the 49ers know that. They absolutely know that. So, let's see if their secondary is ready. I don't trust their secondary. I trust their front line, of course, especially since Bose is going to be playing. We'll see what happens, though. But I believe the 49ers will get the best of them again. And they'll beat the Green Bay Packers. And they'll move on to either go to L.A. to play the Rams or go to Tampa Bay to play the Bucks. And now, speaking of L.A. and the Bucks, let's talk about this game. So, this is the first of two games here on Sunday the L.A. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the L.A. Rams are coming off beating the Arizona Cardinals by a score of 34-11. to 11. Just holy shit. 
they completely exposed the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are frauds. Cliff Kingsbury's a fraud, and so is Kyler Murray. Because, wow, that Cardinals team got completely exposed. You know, I was thinking Kingsbury's a good head coach, but from what I've seen out of him, he's... Nah, he's really not when you think of it. He's really not. I mean, yeah, they got to the playoffs, but what happened? They didn't even put up a fight. Especially since J.J. Watt came back. I thought that was going to help them a lot on the defensive side. The Rams' offense torched the Cardinals' defense. They torched them. They torched them. I know Buda Baker got hurt in that game. And God bless him. Thank God he's okay because that was pretty nasty how he got hurt. So God bless him. Thank God he's all right Just because that was scary to see. But the Rams' offense destroyed them, especially their defense, too. Like, seeing Kyler Murray throw that pick six right there. He was falling down in the end zone. Like, why is why didn't he just throw the ball away or take the safety? You take the safety, you'd rather be down 16-0 than 21 to nothing. I mean, that was just boneheaded right there by Murray. I, I don't know what he was thinking. He just looked horrible. I mean, and I do like Kyler Murray. I do. I think, you know, he's not a bad quarterback. It's just... I don't know. I don't know if he can win those big games, though. I mean, it was grand. It was his first ever playoff game. Everything's changed next year if the Cardinals get back there. I mean, they're very capable of getting back there, but there's also no DeAndre Hopkins as well. And James Conner, we know, wasn't 100%. But again, you know, it's no excuse right there. I mean, even if they had DeAndre Hopkins, they'd probably still lose. I don't think that changes anything. I mean, when you think of it, that trade, it hasn't worked so far. Because Hopkins hasn't been really healthy these last couple of years. He just really hasn't. So it really hasn't been working for the Cardinals. But yeah, they got to the playoffs, but they were one and done. They didn't even put up a fight. They had no shot against L.A. at all. And I thought they were going to beat L.A. due to, you know, playing great on the road. I thought they were going to do it again. They like the Road Warriors. thought they were going to go on the road to L.A. and beat them. And this is a team that was 10-2, the Cardinals. And they just completely fell apart. They completely fell apart in the end. It's almost a shame right there. It really is when you think of it. It really is. Because I like the Cardinals at the start of the season. They were playing great football. They were playing great football. And they got Zach Ertz. I thought they were the deepest team in the NFL. I thought they were the best team in the NFL. You had DeAndre Hopkins. You have Christian Kirk. And now you have Zach Ertz and James Conner. It's like, wow, this team is deep. And, of course, Kyler Murray playing QB. I was like, wow, this team is deep. Like, they should go all the way. That's a key word, or key words right there. They should, but they didn't. So, I mean, listen, I think the Cardinals definitely could bounce back next year. Like, I think they could and they should. They could and they should. You know, but the question is how far can they go? You can't be hot at the start of the season and then fall apart towards the end. You just can't have that happen. You got to be consistent. You just have to be consistent. Like once they lost to Detroit, I thought, I don't know if this team is going to really go anywhere. And they just, they didn't. But you look at the LA Rams, that was impressive. That was absolutely impressive from the Rams. It was. Sean McVay completely outcoached Cliff Kingsbury. The Rams offense, they clicked very well. Matthew Stafford got his first ever playoff win, so that's great for him right there. OBJ looked like prime OBJ. He looked great. He caught a touchdown, threw a nice pass to Cam Akers. 
you know, a guy who wasn't even supposed to be on the football field this year, and he's on the football field now, which is great, and God bless him. Cooper Cup had a really good game. The Rams' defense played really good. Von Miller finally got a sack. Aaron Donald played good. Their secondary played good. Everything clicked well for the Rams. It's like what could go right did go right for the Rams. And when what could go wrong went wrong for the Cardinals. You know, so you got to give the Rams a lot of credit. That's a statement win right there. But now you're going into Tampa. Now you're facing Brady and the Bucks. And, I mean, granted right here, this is the third time Brady's playing the Rams as a member of the Buccaneers. And back-to-back years, the Rams have beaten Brady and the Bucks. You know, so when you look at two, when you look at these two teams on paper, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're coming off destroying the Philadelphia Eagles last week by a score of 31-15. to I mean, you would look at that score and say, well, that's not really destroyed. Uh, the Eagles scored garbage. They scored a garbage touchdown in the end right there. So, yeah, it is, it is a blowout. You know, Jalen Hurts really had nothing right there in that game. Like, he ran good, but throwing-wise, he had nothing. And the Eagles' defense, they, they did all they could, but they couldn't contain anybody. Like, I thought it was going to be a close game, though. I really thought it was going to be close, but no. The Eagles had just no shot in that game. They didn't deserve to be there. They really didn't when you think about it. Um, but, yeah, now the Bucks now. Believe me, like I said, when you look at both these teams on paper, I think a lot of people would pick the Rams. But you have to look at the Rams and say to yourself, you know who they're playing. They're playing Brady. Believe me, I thought that twenty, I thought that twenty eighteen LA Rams team was gonna beat the New England Patriots in that Super Bowl. Because in reality, that Rams team was better when you think of it, from offense to defense. That Rams team should have won, and they held the Patriots to thirteen points. And the Rams only scored three because the Patriots, well, the Patriots defense was definitely much better in that game. But on paper, the Rams defense was definitely better when you think about it. You know, so I'm sure a lot of people are going to pick the Rams. I wouldn't be surprised. That's fine. You have absolutely every right to pick the Rams because their offense on paper, it is better. It absolutely is. You have Cooper Cup and you have OBJ and you have Tyler Higby. You know, you have Cam Akers and Sony Michelle, you know. But it all comes down to that QB. Listen, I'm happy for Stafford. He got his first playoff win. But now you're going up against the GOAT. Can Stafford write him off? Can he be able to do it? Because you look at that Bucks defense. Their front line is good. Their secondary, they have some nice moments, but it, it it's very beatable. Their secondary is very beatable. Their front line, is, he's going to need a lot of protection. But the secondary, it's definitely beatable. It absolutely is. But you, you guys know I can't bet against Brady. I didn't bet against him last year. And it worked out for me. And I'm not going to bet against him this year. I'm not going to do it. I'm simply just not going to do it. And that, that doesn't mean I want the Bucks to win. That doesn't mean that at all. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Brady get his eighth ring. I know people think that's crazy. Why would you want that? Because I want to see all of you guys get upset. That's why. All of you just start crying. Like, Brady, what the fuck? You got to be kidding me again? Oh, well, too bad. You just can't handle greatness. Because you'll, you'll you'll miss him when he's gone. You know, you may cheer for a while, which is fine. But you'll be like, damn, I, I miss Brady. You know, and Brady does have one more year left on his contract, which is next year. I, I would like to think maybe next year could be his last year. Because if he plays till 50, that's a little bit ridiculous. 
mean, come on. But he's kept himself in such great shape throughout his life. He's always, you know, eating healthy. He's been healthy. He's only been hurt, like, once in his career back in 2008. You know, it's amazing what he's done. It really is. It seriously is amazing. But like I said, on paper, a lot of people would probably pick the Rams because the Rams are deep. From offense to defense, they are deep. And I would say Sean McVay, is he a better coach than Bruce Arians? We could say, well, Bruce Arians has a ring. But Sean McVay is a mastermind. I would say, yeah, when it comes to like the scheme, Sean McVay knows what he's doing. I mean, he couldn't out-scheme Belichick. He's very capable of out-scheming Bruce Arians. He's done it twice, but now can he do it in the playoffs? And he really should. Like, the L.A. Rams really should win this game. They absolutely should win this game. They should beat the Bucs. They should move on to the NFC Championship. They really, really should. But I don't think they will. Because, like I said, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it at all. I think the Bucs are going back to the Super Bowl this year. And believe me, I'll admit if I'm wrong. If they lose to the Rams or say if they lose the next week whatever, then I'll say, you know what, I was wrong. But I don't, I don't think the Bucks are going anywhere. I don't think they are. And I'm not saying they're going to expose Rams. I think we're going to see a really good football game. It's going to come down to the end right here, though. I'm not saying the Bucks are going to completely expose the Rams and they're not going to do anything to them. No, the Rams are going to get to the Bucks' defense. They definitely are. They definitely are. They're going to be able to keep up. But the question is for how long? That's the big question. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. Like those two wins in the regular season right there in 2020, you know, 2020 and last year, you know, this season, I should say. Those wins for the Rams against the Bucks really mean nothing right now. They mean nothing right now. Because now it's the playoffs. Now you have to win this one. Because those wins, they don't mean anything right now. They don't. They simply don't. So you've got to win this one. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams do win, though. I won't be surprised. I absolutely won't be surprised. You know, I don't, mi- I don't mind if the Rams win, actually. I don't. I really don't, because it would be nice to see Stafford get into a championship game, especially maybe even get to a Super Bowl, because he's worked very, really hard throughout his whole career. But I think he's going to hit a roadblock in this game. And that doesn't mean he's going to play bad. It's, it means the Bucs are going to win right here. I think in the end, the Bucs are going to win right here. Whether it comes down to the last drive for the Bucs coming back to kick a game-winning field goal or, or get a game-winning touchdown, or if they're on the defensive side, I think they'll shut down the Rams in the end right there. That's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. That's all I'm going to say. So at the end of this game right here, I got the Tampa Buccaneers beating the L.A. Rams and going on to the NFC Championship once again. And like I've mentioned this, I'm sure, a few times as well. You look at this Bucks team, a team that hadn't won their division and made the playoffs in 2007. Brady goes there last season. They won a Super Bowl. And now they're on verge of going back to the championship game once again. I mean, that's a Tom Brady effect right there. If Brady would have went to any other team after he left the Patriots, the same thing would have happened. Absolutely would have. Brady changes the culture right there. You know, and I think, again, reason why I think a lot of people won't pick the Bucks is, well, there's no Godwin, and obviously there's no Antonio Clown, so their offense is a little bit thin in a way, but you still have Evans, you still have Gronk. So we'll see if Fournette's able to play. 
we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. But I think in the end, the Bucks are still going to win. And now we get to the last game right here in the divisional round. We got the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, a rematch on the AFC Championship game last year. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. It's going to be in Kansas City once again. So the Buffalo Bills are coming off destroying the New England Patriots 47-17 last week. And the same thing for the Chiefs. Right? They're coming off destroying the Pittsburgh Steelers 42-21. They sent Big Ben right into retirement. Like, holy shit. So both these teams have something in common right here. They both got blowout wins in the wild card rounds. So you got to give them both credit on that one. And I eat my words on the Bills. I, I, th- I didn't think the Bills were going to win it all. I thought the Bills were going to get exposed. I thought Josh Allen wasn't going to have a good game. I thought the Patriots were going to out-scheme them offensively and defensively. The Bills said, not tonight. And that's a lot to be happy for right there if you're a Bills fan. Because believe me, it would have been complete misery for them if they would have lost to Mac Jones in that wild card game. It'd absolutely be misery. They would have to say to themselves, wow, we couldn't beat Brady, and now we can't beat Mac Jones. That would be bad. But I'm happy for the Bills, though. I'm happy for the Bills. I was wrong on that one. See right there, I admit when I'm wrong. I'm happy for the Bills. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though low-key I wanted the Pittsburgh Steelers to win it, you know. And, like, again, it's nothing against Mahomes. I just want to see Big Ben at least get one more playoff win, and that would be it. But it looked like the Steelers were going to win at first. It really looked like they were going to. They were shutting down the Chiefs' offense in the first quarter, and then T.J. Watt recovered that fumble and got a touchdown. But then after that, just the Chiefs said, okay, we're done playing around. This game's over. And, yeah, it was over right after that. It's what it is, though. It's what it is, and we'll see – what the whole QB situation is going to look like for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. Like, I personally think they should go after Derek Carr, in my opinion. That's just my opinion right there. We'll see what happens. Or maybe they'll draft that kid, Kenny Pickett. Because I think he is going to be in the uh, the draft this year. And he plays for he plays for Pitt, you know, the college team right there. It makes sense. They share the same facility. So, it makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. You know what I mean? He knows he knows Pittsburgh obviously, he knows their organization. So that could that could be good right there. That could be good. Don't know if the Steelers will make it to the playoffs in his first year if he's gonna be there, but we'll see. Um And this is stupid right here. I heard this from Colin Cowherd after the Patriots got destroyed by the Bills saying the Patriots should trade Mac Jones. I'm like, what? After his rookie year, I mean, Mac Jones had some nice moments this year. People people don't forget, or people seem to forget that he's a rookie. What, what the fuck? What, what are you expecting out of him? I didn't expect much out of him in this game either. I expected the Patriots' defense to shut down the Bills' offense. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. But, oh, my God, everybody wants Mac Jones gone. Like, oh, my God. But once he gets you another Super Bowl, then you'd be like, oh, Mac Jones, the man. He's the man. Oh, my God. That's what people start saying. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, it's crazy how many Patriot fans want him gone. It really is. I think it's absolutely insane to even think that. It really is. Like, you want this guy gone after his rookie year? You got to be out of your mind. 
He wasn't even the worst rookie in the quarterback draft. When you think of it, who was the worst QB in the quarterback draft, you probably would say it's Trevor Lawrence because Trey Lance didn't play that many games. Justin Fields had some nice moments towards the end. Mac Jones got to the playoffs, and Zach Wilson had some nice moments toward the end. Even Dave Mills had nice moments right there. You make it seem like Mac Jones is one of the worst QBs in that draft class. What if he goes off in his sophomore year right here for the Patriots? What if he has like a 40-touchdown season? You never know. He does need some weapons, though. They definitely need some weapons on the offensive side, like wide receiver, you know, wise. Because Hunter Henry is a good tight end. Hunter Henry is a good tight end, but you need some good wide receivers. You need some star wide receivers. Like, say if Odell is available after the season, because he, well, he is going to be a free agent, I'd say the Patriots should sign him. Give Mac Jones a weapon right there. I would trust Mac Jones more than Baker Mayfield, even though Baker Mayfield does have a playoff win. But he's just way too consistent. I think Mac Jones will be fine. I think a lot of people are giving him way too much shit. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, give the kid a break at least. Like, hold on. He's the only one in that QB draft class that got his team to the playoffs. Let's, like, let's give him a break. Like, let's give him a break. It almost seemed like the same thing from the Raven fans. When Lamar Jackson was the only QB in that 2018 draft class to get his team to the playoffs, and everybody was, you know, giving him shit right there because he couldn't complete a pass against the Chargers in that wild card game. Yeah, it was a pretty bad game, but look what Lamar did the next year. He won, a, he won an MVP. I mean, granted, okay, yeah, he didn't win the playoffs, but he still won an MVP. He proved a lot of people wrong, showing that he is the franchise quarterback, showing that he would be the guy, and he absolutely has become the guy. Not saying Mac Jones is going to go out there and win an MVP next year. Anything is possible, but I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think people should, you know, give him a break. That's all I'm trying to say. Give the guy a break. I mean, Josh Allen wasn't really that good this rookie year. And look what he's become. He potentially could win an MVP in the future. And he could win the Super Bowl this year. He has a pretty good chance. I mean, oh my God, you guys you guys judge quarterbacks like so quickly. Like I said, you just, you got to give the kid a break. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say right there. But going to this game right here between the Bills and the Chiefs, this is going to be something though. And the Bills, they did, beat up the, they did beat up on the Chiefs back in October. And it was really fun to watch. But this is different right here. It's absolutely different. That Chiefs defense was bad. Now that defense is good. And we all saw what happened in the championship game last year. The Bills offense couldn't do anything. They couldn't touch that defense at all. And the Bills defense couldn't touch Mahomes and that offense at all either. But I think that will all change. I think that will all change right there. Because I'm going with the Buffalo Bills to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs and move on to the AFC Championship game to play the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what I'm feeling right there. I think the Bills are going to get a huge, huge redemption win after what happened last year in the Championship game. Because that win in October, it means nothing. At this point, it means nothing. This win means something. Because if the Chiefs win this game, and that win in October really means nothing. That's all I'm trying to say. And I'm not saying the Bills are going to blow out the Chiefs again, no. No, I see a close game down. I see it down to the wire. I see this game going down to the wire. And I hope the Bills win. And I'm not picking them because I hope they win. I just think they will. I think they will. 
I think they know who the Chiefs are after what happened last year in the championship game. They got them in October, and again, that win means nothing right now. But I think it will mean something after the Bills beat the Chiefs on Sunday. So there you have it, guys. So I'm predicting the AFC Championship will be the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Buffalo Bills. And I'm predicting the NFC Championship will be the San Francisco 49ers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm predicting right there we'll get Burrow versus Josh Allen. And we'll get Jimmy G against Tom Brady. That's what I'm that's what I'm predicting. That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling right there. I mean the Bills are going home no matter what. Oh no, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that because if Tennessee if Tennessee beats Cincinnati and say if the Bills do beat the Chiefs, then they go to Tennessee. So my 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 bad on that one. My bad on that one. Sorry about that one. So we'll definitely we'll find out of course tomorrow what will happen. Of course. That's a different story. Um <laughs> My bad on that one. But that's my prediction. So I got the Cincinnati Bengals over the Tennessee Titans. I got the San Francisco 49ers over the Green Bay Packers. I got the Tampa Buccaneers over the LA Rams. And I got the Buffalo Bills over the Kansas City Chiefs. So once again, I'll beat myself. I'm predicting the AFC Championship will be Bengals versus Bills. And the NFC Championship will be the San Francisco 49ers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's what I feel. That's absolutely what I feel right now. But all right, guys. And I do. I will mention this, though. If the L.A. Rams do beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then I'll definitely pick them in the championship game. You got my word on that one. You got my word on that one. That's all I'm going to say. Because if you beat Brady, you'll go all the way. That's what I'm feeling. If they do that. If they do that, then I'll pick them to go the whole way. But all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow early on in the afternoon to review AEW Rampage. Have a great rest of the night, guys. Talk to you tomorrow.